Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! His mouth clamps back onto my nipple and I moan instinctively. His hand wanders beneath my dress and violently slips past my knickers to plunge right inside me. I hold tightly onto his shoulders. My body goes limp in each thrust with each thrust of his hand. He releases my nipple and buries his face in my neck. We've been dancing around each other for two weeks and I can't take it much longer. He sinks another finger into me, moving rhythmically in and out. God, you're so tight and soft, Fred. I want to lick you all over. Ugh, you're scandalizing me, Viv. I manage to breathe with a smirk. He smirks right back at me. Oh, hey, Claire. Neil. Who do you who do you think you are, the Queen of England with your knickers over there? So My knickers. fancy. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, but just like violently, violently slips past my knickers. I mean, yeah. <sighs> Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. Yeah, we do. And so many spoilers. All the spoilers. All the spoilers. If you've come here for uh, straight reviews, queer reviews. Spoiler free reviews. You have come to the wrong place. So go read the books and then come back. Yeah. Because we tell you what we think about it. We'll tell you. So, <laughs> Claire, what did we read this time? Oh my goodness! You were so excited last time. I was loved that. So excited. Uh, so we read Painted Faces by L.H. Causeway and Freak by E. Davies. Freak F word book. F word book two. You are correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Freak F word book two by E. Davies. Great. So the theme was <gasps> drag. Yas, yas. I felt like yes. I super weird. It was like drag. Drag. But yes, drag. We drag these books for filth, honey. Oh my god, give me the tea, girl. Give me the tea. Ah. Um, I was talking to a friend not too long ago, and she's like, we were gonna hang out, and I was like, oh my god, I have a story for you. She's like, oh, I have a story for you. Get out the Liptons, because we got tea to spill, honey. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, the shade of it all. The shade of it all. <laughs> but before we get into it. Yes. Hey, Claire. Yes, Neil. What's got you hot and bothered? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I just have to ask from the offset. Is it about how society is broken? Oh, is it? Because if it is, then I should go first. Oh. <laughs> because mine's stupid and shallow. I don't know. I feel like I have one of three topics. What's on television? Uh-huh. Uh, how society is broken? Uh-huh. Or how I myself am broken? Yeah. <laughs> so which like one is it? Those are my... And one of those has me hot and bothered. Which one is it? Do-do-do-do. No, I want to make you wait, but I'm not going to. Uh, it's about me. Okay. That's fine. how I'm broken. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going through, like, a lot of, like, self-help fixes mm-hmm. and i put on twitter and this is this is 100 true uh careful everybody i might accidentally join a cult <laughs> 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 and 
and I God. 100% contacted friends and was like, if I start talking about one type of like help thing too often, mm-hmm. intervention mm-hmm. time. If you start talking about Scientology or essential oils or like stars or meteors, I'm going to lock you in a room and we're going to have a conversation. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, directly after I wrote that tweet, uh-huh. um, I was doing research on different meditation apps. <laughs> uh-huh. And I looked into one and I was like, this website seems crazy pants. I'm going to look into the creators of this website. And it's I, a cult? Oh my God. It's, they are trying to raise money to put giant magnets all over the Earth's surface. Yes. So Tell that me we why. Combine our energies. Tell me. Yes. Yes. To create world peace. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm imagining the giant, like, cartoon red U-shaped magnets. Uh-huh. Just, like, uh-huh. sticking out of the ground everywhere. <laughs> and there's one big switch, and they turn them on, and they do, like, a... <laughs> and then it, like, cuts to people fighting, and it's just like... Oh no, we're best friends because of magnets. Oh my god. One of the- I will say at least they're doing the, it's an altruistic goal that they oh, have. Oh no. No 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 no. They're one hundred percent taking Trying people's to get money, money yeah, yeah, and yeah. not going to be building magnets. Okay. They may build yeah. <laughs> a, they may build one fake one to prove to people that we're trying to build magnets. It's 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 a giant red U shaped magnet and then as soon as it rains they're like, Oh my god, it's paper mache. Oh. Oh, no, they're just going to paint the St. Louis Arch. (laughs) (laughs) It's an upside-down magnet. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, and I looked into the creators, and one of them is like goes by doc such and such he's not a doctor no of course his he's not. first name is doc yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a musician from colorado who's like wants you to know all about your uh, it's so dumb don't everybody everybody listening to this heart math is bullshit do not pay for it do not do any of those things it's bullshit this is claire rice saying this Heart math is bullshit. Shots Back fired. away from that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're super into fake magnets, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you love essential oils and fake magnets, go for it, girl. I don't care. <laughs> if you love giving your money to people who exploit people for money. Go buy a red hat, because I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. And that's 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 what's got me hot. I love it. I'm so glad that... <laughs> Oh, love it. Love it. (sighs) Okay. What's got you hot and bothered? It's another wedding thing. Oh, my God. I've had a lot of weddings hot and bothered. It's the season. Yeah. So, um, I was meant to be a friend's date to a wedding recently. And through a series of unfortunate events, I ended up... She ended up not going, so I did not go. Um, But when she asked me to go with her... I was like, oh, sure, what's the dress code? The dress code was, fancy casual, wear what makes you feel comfortable. Fuck them. That is not a thing. That's nothing. Like, am I meant to show up in my pajamas? That I'm comfortable in my pajamas? No, 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 tuxedo pajamas. Tuxedo pajamas, (laughs) yes. Am I meant to show up in a, like, tuxedo onesie? Is that, I, and it's just, like, okay, People who are getting married. You've been to weddings. 
Knowing what to wear to the wedding is stressful. Just tell people very specifically what to wear to your wedding. And if you don't want people to dress up, say that specifically. If you only want people to dress up a little bit, say that. Just say, oh, where you where would you wear to a nice dinner? Wear cocktail attire, formal, what, like any of it. Just like tell people because we're already spending time and money on your wedding. And I know you've spent more time and money on the wedding, whatever. But like, just tell us what to wear. It's fine. Yes. And it makes everyone's lives easier because then when you sh- when you misinterpret the dress code and you're the only one, you feel like a fucking asshole and you don't have fun at the wedding. Yeah, and so everybody then every- talks about you. I have talked about people who uh-huh. showed up incorrectly attired. Yep. And that person's memory of your wedding will be... Uh, I accidentally wore jeans and I was the only one in jeans to this wedding. And that's all they'll remember. Yep. They're not going to remember your dress. They're not going to remember your cake that you spent so much money on. They're just going to remember that they didn't wear the right clothes to your wedding. So just like be specific. Be specific. I don't think it's outside of the realm of decorum to be like, hey, where would you wear to a nice dinner? I.e. like jeans and a blazer or like a nice dress and flats like give examples if you feel you need to that's better than fancy casual that means nothing you said a nothing thing (laughs) how is this helpful so that's my hot and at the very least there are websites wedding websites that have like the different variations so that if people are super confused, they can Google what you said. Yes. And it will show up. Yeah, you can even put the link to the website on your website for your wedding. Just like, here's the attire. Follow this link. And it'll tell... Just tell people. So that's that. Should we get to these books? Yes. <laughs> Painted Faces by L.H. Causeway. Come forth with an open mind for an unconventional tale of love. Dublin native Frida Wilson considers herself to be an acquired taste. She has a habit of making offensive jokes and speaking her mind too often. She doesn't have the best knack uh, track record for, uh, for with first impressions, which is why she gets a surprise when her new neighbor Nicholas takes a shine to her. Nicholas is darkly handsome, funny, and magnetic. And Frida feels like her black and white existence is plunged into rainbow color when she's around him. When he walks into the room, he lights it up with his quick wit and charisma. He is a traveling cabaret cabaret performer, but Frida doesn't know exactly what that entails until the curtains pull back on his opening night. She is gobsmacked and entirely intrigued to see him take the stage in drag. Later on, Nicholas asks her if she would like to become his new show assistant. Excited by the idea, she jumps at the chance. Soon she finds herself immersed in a world of wigs, makeup, and high heels, surrounded by pretty men with the temptation of falling for her incredibly beautiful employer. In this story of passion and sexual discovery, Nicholas and Frida will contend with jealousy, emotional highs and lows, and the kind of love that only comes around once in a lifetime. Not suitable for younger readers contains some strong languages and scenes of the sexual nature. Um, Of all of the books we've read, that... (laughs) Intro mm-hmm. is the most bullshit, <laughs> fucked up, <laughs> false, misleading intro. Uh, it is oh so 
terribly a impressed. world of what is it like something in wigs and whatever he barely wears wigs oh my god there's so much there's so much neil mm. neil neil mm-hmm. i know i spoiled mm. but what is actually in this book so we open in australia and young nicholas is sexually molested yes at well he's He's wearing his mother's outfits. His mother is dead. Yeah, he's wearing his dead mother's clothes in a way to, like, one, feel closer to her, and then, two, she was a, like, quasi-famous singer, and so he felt that she was very glamorous, and, like, he aspires to be like that. So he wears his dead mother's clothes. And then one of his father's work colleagues... Happens by. Happens by, because he's, like, dropping files off, and then sexually molests him. Cut to present day. Fred, living in Dublin, just, like, living her little bohemian life. Like, honestly, there's the sexual molestation, and then we don't talk about it for, like, 75% of the book. Yep. It's just there. Just, hey, BT dubs. You know, whatever. It definitely felt like... Question... Why would a man want to dress in women's clothes? Answer, because he's obsessed with his mother and he was molested as a child. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. And I was so upset. And the character even says, I wouldn't, I probably still, I probably still wouldn't be doing drag if I hadn't been habitually molested by this. Yes. Because it turns out that the, the father's colleague was only wanted to molest him as a boy so he'd make him take like not wear the girl clothes it's like the more i wore the girl clothes the more i could stay away from him and that's why i'm still doing drag so you know um different ways of uh expressing your gender and identity are obviously the product of trauma thanks narrative (sighs) okay so fred um freda but she goes by fred um said her last name some boring last name it's like wilson wilson something so she's living in dublin she has her little bohemian life um she works part-time at like um a second-hand store i'm pretty sure it was oxfam i think that's yep. what it was alluding to the fact she works at, a, at an oxfam shop and then she also um certain days of the week bakes cupcakes for this local bakery or cafe or whatever and her cupcakes almost always sell out so that's kind of, she has like two part-time gigs and uh-huh. she's still able to like do what she wants to do so like good for her you know whatever um she lives with nora her best friend they hate each other yeah they are horrible to each other yeah. constantly and yet they're best friends and it's one of those things like she even says it she's like oh it's one thing if we make snide comments to each other but it's not okay if somebody else does it they never say a single nice thing to each other it's con- like it's set up so that Nora or yeah Nora's like vapid and shallow and like very traditional and then Fred is like sort of bohemian and then Nora's like traditionally attractive and Fred is like curvy with the curly hair um so there are t- there are times when like Fred delights in Nora's embarrassment mm-hmm. there are times that Nora just like stops listening to Fred halfway through a conversation they're really horrible to each other when uh for no reason Nora's also like instantly attracted to Nicholas because mm-hmm. he's a very but then finds out he does cabaret mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say that he does cabaret Sure. Uh, so Nicholas does a cabaret act, and when she finds that he also wears heels during the cabaret act and mm-hmm. makeup, she's like that freak. 
And I'm like, okay, so I hate Nora. <laughs> yeah. For hating a person who does theater. Yeah. I... <laughs> because honestly, what Nicholas does, I guess, is draggish. Uh, it, uh, I, I have things to say about that. Oh, get to. I'm so excited. Okay. There's so many things. In, oh. So many things. Go, okay, go, go. so. Fred and Nora live next or live together, and across the hall they have a new neighbor move in, who introduce he's, he's gorgeous, and he introduces himself to Fred as Vivica, and she goes by Fred, and so they're like, oh, isn't it funny that I'm a boy with a girl's name and you're a girl with a boy's name? Ha 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 ha! Turns out his name is actually Nicholas, but when he performs, he performs as Vivica Blue, because he has stunning blue eyes. Sure. Um, and which you can totally see from the stage. Yeah, <laughs> if you do the right makeup, but I don't think he does. No. So okay, S- things that we learn about Nicholas over the course of this book, he's exactly like every other rich asshole pretty boy in every book that we've ever read with a rich asshole asshole pretty boy. He does whatever he wants. He says whatever he wants. He doesn't appreciate boundaries. All of this stuff, but it's, like, meant to be okay because he wears a dress sometimes. The very first things he says to her are the types of things that could get you arrested for saying things to a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he, all he does is stare at her boobs. Uh-huh. He, he literally rubs up on her when uh-huh. she invites him over to her house. She spends so much time legitimately saying no. And I'm not saying, like, she says no like these characters do sometimes in the books where they're like, no, but I really liked it. She's saying no. I'm, I'm not appreciating this. Under different circumstances, I might enjoy some light flirting with mm-hmm. you, but that went too far. And later in she, the... All the time she said Later that. in the book, she does say no, but means yes. Yes. That happens. Yes. And the thing is, like, we... Because we're inside her brain, we know... And I thought that this was interesting and well-written, that she has self-esteem issues in that like she's happy with herself and her life she just assumes that no men are ever going to be attracted to her so when a man well she says that nobody's ever attracted to her and then there are two different men who are obsessed with her over the course of this book other than nicholas yep so there are three men who obviously attracted to her and they're all garbage so like i can under- and she's not attracted to two of them so i can understand anyway so when a man shows interest in her her, because of her self-esteem issues, her first instinct is to sort of shut it down or to, like, make light of it. Yeah. And that's f- fair. Yeah, totally. That happens. And Absolutely. I, and I feel like that part was really well written. Like, I believed it of this character. And she's cognizant of it. And she's mm-hmm. like, I know this isn't a healthy way to to do this, but, like, this is my knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I also thought that was interesting. So, but also, Nicholas But he ignores her. He ignores her. She always says no, and he ignores her. There's a point, they're at a house party, he locks, she's in the bathroom, he lets himself in, locks her in the bathroom with him, and then just, like, forces himself upon her physically. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he uh, pulls her top down. So that her tits are hanging out. And then he's just like, having fun with nipples. And he thinks that's okay behavior. Yeah. Uh, uh. 
Yeah, I anyway. think a version of this I would have appreciated, mm-hmm. which is close to this, is they meet each other. He immediately starts flirting because he's immediately attracted. Mm-hmm. She pushes back on that and is like, no. And she's like, God, I wish a guy like that could actually be that attractive. But he was obviously just pulling my chain. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that and slowly starts to like mm-hmm. befriend her and like be cool with her and doesn't force himself on her anymore mm-hmm. and isn't un- unkind. And is like and genuinely she, nice and genuinely genuinely wants to get to know her instead of just like trying to get down her cleavage and because all these women are so attracted to him Mm -hmm. and he has sex with them right away Mm -hmm. and then he doesn't want to have anything to do with them anymore Mm -hmm. he's intrigued because this one doesn't want to have sex with him Mm -hmm. and then when they become friends he realizes it's deeper that's yeah in this but also shat upon Also, he says very specifically that he only goes down on women in special occasion for special occasions. I was I was very angry at that. Yeah, I was angry at that whole hallway interaction. Yeah. Okay, so he moves in across the hall. They flirt. They're having fun. Um, and he, so he is from Australia. And has, like, he's, like, quasi-famous. He's famous enough that this is what he does for a living. But then also he inherited a bunch of money when his dad died. So he doesn't actually have to work. Um, So he's lived in, like, L.A. and Paris and London, I think. I think he was in Berlin for a little bit. Yeah, I think he was in Berlin most recently when a friend of his who... Is opening a bar? Had the bar been there already? Yeah, he just recently took it over. Oh, okay, okay. So, one of Nicholas's friends... I want to say his name is Peter? Something like that. Yeah, Phil something. It's he a was game great. that we spend no time with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he knows Nicholas and is basically like, Hey, do you want to come be the headliner at my bar? So, Nicholas moves to, to Dublin uh, to be the headliner at this bar. One night a week. Two. Oh, Fridays two. and Saturdays. Right. Because... Um, she her bakery gig is like Wednesday to Saturday, mm-hmm. so she th- she talks about going to the show Friday nights and then still having to get up early on Saturdays to do the, yep. the cupcakes. Anyway, um, so he invites her to come see the show. Um, he doesn't wear a wig, which is fine. Like I'm not saying that all drag queens have to wear a wig, but he doesn't have he doesn't wear a wig and then it says that like by the end of the performance he's sweated half of his makeup off. So I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No drag queen does her makeup so that it falls off so that it gets sweat off halfway. I have never seen a drag queen's makeup sweat off no matter how long they were on nope. stage i've nope. never seen that so the fact that he doesn't wear a wig and just like half asses her his makeup to me felt like straight privilege in a way and i was not on board with it <laughs> and then so she and he's he does sing and apparently he sings very well and he does he does like show tune standards he did a lot of cabaret which is i love that show that's a great musical it's one of my favorite musicals so like sure um and then after the performance, he's basically, he says to her, oh, you're a bit of a job collector, because she has two jobs. And he's like, oh, that's funny. You're a bit of a job collector. Do you want another job? I'm like, you rich fucking asshole. She's just trying to pay her rent. And you're like, oh, isn't that cute that you have all these jobs? That must be fun for you. Do you want another one? So he needs her to be his assistant to basically like do his makeup for him. And I'm like, I have not met a single drag queen who's like, I don't do my own makeup. 
No, um, excuse me. I've also never met a drag queen who's like, "Oh, hey, lady, I just met, who has not proved to me any of your skills. Mm-hmm. Would you like to help me with my makeup?" And she immediately says, "I don't even do my own makeup except for like a light eyeliner and some mascara." And he's like, "Great, yeah, you're on board. I'll teach you. I'll I'll teach you to do the thing that ensures my career. Pick out my outfits and do my makeup." So it's he's he's not a he's not a drag queen. He is he's not. not a drag queen. He is not. Goodness. Um so they start to like hit it off. They you know, they're chummy. They have their little witty rapport and you know, she's kind of brassy, but then also but also she and she and Nora are both just like, "Oh, let's talk about sex. We don't have sex very often and we actually get really uncomfortable when it comes to actual sex." Yep, yep. So, so like what anyway there's a whole cast of characters there's harry mm-hmm. fred's gay friend who was kind of great he ended he's he's kind of like a nerdy bear and he ends up hooking up with this guy and they seem great oh yeah they were having a great time i'd read that book this was de- he was having a delightful time yeah 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 um and, and he then, had an irish accent which is pleasant which is great um and then you know all the people that we meet at the bar blah 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 anyway so fred and nicholas become um Oh, and then Fred also has this friend, Annie, the drunk friend. Yes. They, um, work together? Meh. Something. Um, she knows her somehow. And basically, Annie's the friend that, when Fred's like, I feel like having kind of a shit show night out, I'm going to call Annie. And like, yeah, sure, I have that kind of friend. But Fred says horrible things about Annie in her head. And there's a point in the narrative where she actually says, if Annie knew the things that I thought about her, she probably wouldn't want to be friends with me anymore. Stop being a horrible person, Fred. Oh my God. Like, Fred and Nora are both mean girls. Yeah. It's crazy. And, I mean, and Fred is so down on herself, the whole mm-hmm. book. Okay, and so this is, I've talked about this before. I've talked about this a couple of times. The Fat Girl book. Mm-hmm. And this fell into all the things. It was all of those things. It's like, she's she's curvier, a little larger. She thinks nobody loves her because she's curvier. But she does like her big boobs. But also, she's really good at cooking. Uh, and this guy's going to come and boost her self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um in a funny way, this book didn't actually help with that. I no. Okay, and here's what I was expecting from this book. I was 100% kind of expecting that book, but like I was expecting him to like them to not start a relationship right away. It to not be too flirty. Like she was just got into this cabaret performance stuff, maybe being a uh, you know, one of those kitties like just like dragging getting up the clothes and like helping people out and then he's like you can sing you're great you should just come on and do this and she's like i can't do that and then he helps her out and mm-hmm. puts on the makeup for her and they're spending so much time face to face and she's so attracted to him and he's so good looking but mm-hmm. oh she just doesn't know if she can do that and even kissing a man with lipstick and she's so intrigued but you know all those things and he's like you know who cares if you're fat what are we like yeah. just Live your life. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on stage. She gets a whole new boost of self-confidence. So it's not quite, I'll fix you with my magic penis. But mm-hmm. it's like, I'll fix you with my magic uh, my magic mascara brush and my penis. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of on board for that. Yeah. Very Lacage. I'm all about it. Yes. yes. That's not this book. That's not this book. 
I'll write that book. Um, Please. Yes. Yeah. Also, there's a there's a scene where she has a sex dream about him, and he because he wears lingerie when he performs, Mm -hmm. but like over like he'll wear men's briefs and then panties on top of it because he he also doesn't talk, which also feels like straight privilege to me. Um, I was I felt personally offended by his straight privilege. Um, So there's a scene where she's having a sex dream about him. And he's like in his in lingerie, and it's like kind of like they start getting into it. And I think she wakes up. I don't think anything actually happens in the dream. And then later she's like, "Oh, I had this dream where you were in lingerie, and I was really attracted to you. And I think it's symbolic of like I'm attracted to you as a man, and then I'm also like I'm attracted to Nicholas, but I'm also attracted to Vivica." And I was like. Or you think it's hot when men wear lingerie. Can we have that sex scene, please? And that's Just like, o- and that's, that's okay. okay. This is the perfect situation for that. But this book keep like this book kept wanting me to to think it was okay that this mm-hmm. oh was okay, and then it like abused that fact. Right, it was and like, then oh, but she kept going like, "Am I a lesbian?" Because you like a man in in lingerie? No, no. girl, you like a dick. <laughs> you like a dick in lace. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but also it would it would get to this point of just like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Oh no, we all have issues with sex. Every single one of us has issues with sex. It was really bizarre. And again, the only reason he was doing that was because the book kept saying obsession with his mother. He mm-hmm. kept the videotapes, kept her clothes. Her clothes. It was very psycho for a while there. And and then like when they went to Dub, not Dublin, um, Edinburgh. Edinburgh, he dressed her up in his mother's clothes. No, and I was like, "This is not okay, Vertigo." But it's this is not okay. But it's also psycho. If, no, if he fit into his mother's clothes and she fit into her his mother's clothes, what shape was his mother? Because she was curvy and he was very svelte. How does this work? I do. It's 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 you know magic clothes. Traveling drag. Pants. Traveling drag pants. <laughs> I'd read that book. I would definitely read right? that book. Uh, so anyway, so there's a point where they're hanging out in some park, and then there's a woman with a pet ferret, and Nora, Fred's like, oh my god, ferret, ah! And Nobody so, has ever had a pet ferret and just let it loose in the park. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so they end up meeting this woman with the pet ferret. Her name is Dorotea. She's Italian. And living in Dublin, she's like a hairdresser. Or she works at a salon. Like, she works at a fancy salon. Um, And Nicholas takes one look at her and says, that woman will suck my dick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so while Fred is playing with the ferret, Nicholas has invited her to his drag show. Uh, Dorotea thinks it's sexy that he performs in drag and still wants to fuck him. Good for you. And has... No compunctions about it. Not at all. And then I actually really love the Dorotea uh, plotline, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, So they fuck. Nicholas and Dorotea fuck. And then she's kind of like, oh, he's into me. So we're going to, like, keep hanging out. He's not. He's done. He's done with her. So bye. But then she keeps showing up at parties and things. And then there's one point where she finds out that... Nicholas is attracted to Fred. And at this point, Dorotea, they're at a, a Nicholas's like housewarming party. Dorotea's had too much to drink. She says horrible things uh, about Fred, about her being fat and stuff like that. And then she, 
uh, Fred leaves. Nicholas gets her, like, sort of tells Dorothea off and, like, whatever. Um, and then Dorothea ends up staying and hooking up with some... No, the owner of the bar and her stay up super late getting drunk and pass out on the couch. Uh-huh. So the next morning, Fred comes back over to the apartment and makes breakfast. And Dorothea is there. And Fred's like, do you want some breakfast? And I'm going to read a passage. Oh. Dorothea takes a bite and says, you certainly know how to cook, Freda. She pauses and frowns as she studies me, then points her fork in the direction of Nicholas's bedroom door. Oh, she's also apologized at this point. That one in there, he will break your heart. He only wants the first rush of lust. Anything that comes after isn't exciting enough for him. You save your heart. Don't ever give it to him. Find a nice man, a good man, one capable of accepting another's love. So Dorothea is like the the pretty girl who's jealous and blah, blah, blah. And then the next morning, she's like, I'm sorry. That was inappropriate behavior. And you know what? You don't... You shouldn't be with him. And not because she wants to be with him. She's like, no, 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 no. We both deserve... We as women both deserve better than that guy. And I was like, oh my god, Fred and Dorothea should be friends and like go find someone else to each fuck. That's the end of that storyline eventually. But I was like, you know what? I'm on board with Dorothea. Yeah, no. I want her around. And just like, I thought that moment was so lovely that she was just like... I'm sorry. I was drunk. I was upset. I shouldn't have said the things that I did. There's absolutely no excuse for it. And it was the one moment of Fred that I really, really liked, too, because Fred accepts her apology. Yes. And it's like... Yeah, and they become, not friends, but they're just like, okay, we're going to bury the hatchet. Whatever beef we had between us is fine. And then we never see Dorothea ever again. But just for Dorothea to be like, you deserve better. Ah! Ah! But then they end up together. Obviously. So then Fred's still butthurt about Nicholas having uh, slept with Dorothea. And he also tells Fred, hey, when I was fucking Dorothea, I was thinking about you. Which is gross. Also, at this point, we find out that uh, Nicholas has depressive episodes. And he's like, I'm either the happiest guy in the world or super depressed. There's no in between. And I'm like, you should be on medication for that. Um... And then he gets into the Edinburgh Fringe Festival at the last minute. So he's like, come with me to Edinburgh. And she's like, okay, I guess. So she like calls up her friend from culinary school because she went to culinary school. She's like, oh, can you cover my cupcakes? Oh, hey, Oxfam, I'm not going to... So they go to the Fringe Festival. And um, nothing really important happens except that they meet these other performers and they all get super drunk and Fred kind of almost dies. Like they're in a shopping cart going down a hill and the person pushing the shopping cart loses control. So Fred is in the shopping cart, like plummeting towards a busy, a busy street. And then Nicholas is able to like save her at the last minute. And they're like, Oh, that means we blah. But then they have another falling out because well, after that have, is the music festival. Right, and they have sex. <gasps> yes. In Edinburgh. Yes. And that was also the only time I believe that this writer had been anywhere near performance venues. Mm-hmm. So it was like, Oh, they've seen the fringe festival mm-hmm. because they know that people have to go out and like there's a lot of performers you, you have, have to like hawk your show and you morning, have to have, night. and that was like oh well this writer knew that much yeah 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 nothing else yeah like yeah there was a point too where the 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 act that they meet it's this like husband wife brother sister i don't know this couple and they 
do like really dirty covers of famous songs. So there's one point where it's like, oh, they're, and their names are like Dot and Scott or something weird. Yeah. Anyway, so it's like, oh yeah, the guy, the, the the woman who barely speaks plays the ukulele and the guy sings and it's like, oh, and they sing this really hilarious cover of Hello, Is It Me You're Looking For? I was in Stitches. And then this other thing happened. I'm like, you're not going to tell us what the new funny lyrics are? No? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Even though there's, like, every time Nicholas is singing, like, it, the narrative is like, he told me that, you know. Yeah, the, the, we do the lyrics. We the do the lyrics, lyrics. Are part of the plot. Yeah. And then, but not when we're doing parody, I guess. Anyway. So they fuck. And then um, he leaves, doesn't he? He just like leaves her in Edinburgh or tells No, um, she leaves she leaves him because They have a falling out. They have they have sex and then he does that pull back. Type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Oh, also because he's obsessed he's always like, Oh, you're so pure, you're so clean, you're so innocent and like it's really bizarre. That blowjob moment in um, Edinburgh. Uh-huh. Remember, she sucks his dick. He comes uh-huh. in her mouth. Uh-huh. And she just lets it slide out uh-huh. of her mouth. She uh-huh. doesn't, like, spit it out or anything. Uh-huh. She just lets it slide out. And he's like, that was so sexy. And, like, reading it, I was like, this is kind of gross. <laughs> it did, I, get, I, I mean, I guess I've never, like, never watched that happen. And so, but I was just like, what? Oh, I, uh, that happens a lot. Uh, no, no, I know. But it was just like, it, the way it was written, it was just like, it seemed like she just went dead-eyed for a second. <laughs> oh, opened her mouth and like the cum poured out. <laughs> like she forgot she had something in her mouth. Opened her mouth to say something. It was just like, like kind of frothy. And, just like, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, that's so hot. It's like, oh, it's she like, has rabies. That turns me on. It's like, was it? What? Is it? Is it it wasn't written in a hot way anyway so he pulls back she feels oh he tells they like Dorotea comes up and he says something akin to like oh it's just a performance I don't know he says some bullshitty shit and then she leaves and comes back and then they had previously she says she loves him or something. <gasps> yes. She says she loves him, and he's like, "Oh, I can't do that." And then he sings. I don't. I don't love. And then he sings to her a song about how he can't love. About people. how he can't love. And her yeah, heart yeah, yeah. is like broken. Right. So then she flies back to Dublin, and they've already all agreed to go to this music festival. Like it's a big group of them. It's like uh, her and Nora, Nora's new boyfriend who works at the bar where Nicholas performs. Um, Harry and his new guy. And then um, Harry's brother, Colm, who wants to fuck Fred super bad all the time. But he's, like, gross about it. Yeah. And then at some point we also meet her ex. Not that Nicholas wasn't. Right. Right. And then we also meet her ex, Aaron, who was, like, a stalker to the point that she doesn't have an online social media presence. Like, it was very traumatic for her. And understandably. But, like... The thing that I find interesting is whenever, almost always in these novels, where there's we see the embodiment of the bad relationship, the new good relationship is exactly the same. It's just different people. Yeah, no, it absolutely was like... He, Nicholas wasn't any better. He was exactly the same. Yeah. 
the but way, she the way wanted to fuck her. him so it was okay yeah the way he treated her the way he the things he said like the way he'd follow her around he, that he didn't of course need an assistant and he told her that yes we find out at the end he's never had an assistant before he just wanted to hang out with her so he paid her he he bought her yeah. Like, and there's a point too where he, she got her first paycheck and she's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable taking that much money. He's like, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He bought her. He yeah. figured he could buy this woman and seduce her. Yep. And that was okay. Yeah. I mean, well, right away, like <sighs> when she's helping him with his makeup in, which is ridiculous, sh- he makes her yeah, sit and on she, his lap. And it sounds it. like she's doing like street makeup. Yeah. What, I mean, like that's what we say in theater, like everyday makeup or right. like. But That's not what drag queens do, honey. But she's also honey. not even trained to do any of that. No, she's, she's not contouring. She's not doing. She's not doing anything. And it one hundred percent did seem like maybe the writer knew that, and that when she turned her back, Nicholas like fixed his makeup. <laughs> 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 Whatever Bolt. little he puts on. Yeah, right. Oh, because of his straight privilege. Um, because it's just a lark for him. Oi. Um. Oh, there was another thing. For, oh, um something about Aaron that I was going to say. But well, because he's a now. terrible stalker. So what he so they have a lock in one night at the bar. Mm-hmm. And that night when they're leaving at something like five in the morning mm-hmm. or whatever, they're attacked. Mm-hmm. Like there's a brick thrown through the window and then they're attacked by a bunch of people who are calling them the F word. Mm-hmm. And it's very upsetting. And then we find out that Aaron, her stalker, paid them to do that. Yeah. Um, and at one point... And Aaron is scary. Yes. And terrifying. And uh, this book was so poorly written, I don't remember what happens with that. They, like, made over his car. Right. <laughs> they attacked his car. They covered it with, like, glitter and stuff. Evensies. Because e- Evensies. It's, exact- <laughs> it's, it's exactly, exactly the same. Okay. Uh, um... There's a bit where they go to a music festival. They work things. She says, I need space. And got a threesome. And he had a threesome. Good job. With Colm. Uh-huh. And his friend that he brought. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah. And But she was judged for it. They were all judged for it. Yeah. Even though she was obviously having a great time. I know. <laughs> there was one point where Fred, Fred was like, don't hook up in the tent. Because she didn't want, like body fluids to potentially end up on her stuff. Which is fair. And that's fair. And then she gets back and she's tired and she can't get into the tent because they're fucking. Which is, which is fair. fair. And so it's okay to be like annoyed because it was inconsiderate. But it's just like, oh, that slut Annie. Just like fucking anything that moves. Fucking Annie. She's a dear friend, but she's a slut and a messy drunk. Okay, so I, I've i never been to a music festival where you're going to stay overnight in a tent. It sounds like hell to me. It does sound like hell. But I'm also going to say uh, that scene, if you're in your 20s, that's like hookup scene. You are going yeah. there to listen to music you like, get drunk and high, fuck your brains out with people you don't have to see more mm-hmm. and just have a good time. That's what yeah. I'm assuming. That's what it's for. That, that's what I'm assuming this is all about. <laughs> Christine is nodding knowingly. <laughs> yeah. Don't be an asshole to the people who did that. Right? If you've come to be mopey and not give a shit about the music, get the fuck out. Well, she did want to see a couple bands, but also she said to Nicholas, like sort of from the, from the get go of going to this festival, cause they had their falling out and he's like, I'm sorry, I, I want to talk. And she's like, I'm not ready. 
I need to figure out what I want. And he's like, okay, I'll give you time. And then every five fucking minutes, he's like, I just want to touch your breast. Is it ready yet? Is it, oh my I God, are you ready? Boobies. I just want to, oh my I God, I just want to kiss you. I just want to. Can blah, blah. I, I want to touch your nipples. I, I'll eat you out. You're I so, almost so never do that. But and you're I'll, clean and you're not fat. You're, you're not fat and you're, you're so, not fat. you're so innocent. And so I want to, I want to destroy I'm your innocence the in the best possible so way. Clean. It was gross. <laughs> and then of course she relents. Because she wants to fuck him so bad that she's just like, okay, sure, I'll just let him get away with it. So the rest of their relationship is just going to be him doing whatever he wants and her being like, I'm not okay with this, but I'm not going to say anything about it because he's hot and I want to fuck him. Fact. Oy, gavalt. Um, Let me see if I got... Uh, I think that's all I got. Yeah, important things. Not drag. Not drag. Not drag. One thing that I did like... Towards the end of the book, we find out that he goes, he also goes through these phases where he'll be in one city performing and everything will be going great. And then just like something will shift in his brain and he'll just move to another city and then just like go on a like three month long bender and just like make really terrible choices. And there's one point where he decides to quit drinking and um, Fred's like, oh, that's really good of him but i'm not gonna say anything about it because that'll just be more pressure on him so i'm just gonna appreciate that he's doing he's made this decision that he thinks is, is good for him and i'm gonna be quietly supportive i'm like okay great hooray and then oh, whatever oh, that's that book yeah no it was absurdly awful so many times I it was so hard to read this book because every single page I found something I hated. It also felt so fucking long. Oh my god, it was forever. The chapters took forever. It, it was, and it's just oh, and another thing too is the 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 names of the chapters were spoilers. <laughs> so it's like we got into like a chapter would end with we got into this fight, and I don't know if we'd ever speak ever again. And then you turn to the next page, just the next chapter, and then the name of the chapter is like, Reconciliations and Mimosas. It's like, (laughs) oh, well, we know that they're going to reconcile over mimosas. I don't know why I'm here. I'm just going to read the chapter titles and know what the book does. Essentially. Also, uh, I just, I was expecting someone to fuck while he was in. I, I really wanted a scene where she put on his boy underwear and he was wearing lace underwear and they were doing sort of like gender swap role play before fucking because it would be interesting to read and like you know you don't see that often and some people are really into that and we should be like hey this is the thing people are into maybe you're into it maybe not whatever it's fine but it didn't happen i hated the only time he came to her for apologies it felt like was at that music festival Every other time he fucked up and he did something terrible, mm-hmm. she came to him the next mm-hmm. day. She was always mm-hmm. going to oh, him. There's another part, another passage that I wanted to read because his whole thing was like he felt that um, he would only ruin her life if she fell in love with him because he felt he was like kind of fucked up, which he is. Fair. Like, go to therapy, get on medication, do some work on yourself. But he's like, oh no, it's going to be terrible. And so there's one point where she was like, so why did you like sing that song about how much you don't love me and all that when you did? Because he, he says like, oh, I did and I did this anyway. And she's like, why? Why are you doing this? And he says, sometimes we're cruelest to the ones we care about the most. I'm like, sure, fucking whatever. And then she says, that's tr- in her head. This is part of the narrative. That's true, I guess. I know my parents mean the world to me, but there have been times when I was younger when I said cruel things to them. 
Yeah, when you were a teenager going through puberty, you're a dick to your parents. He is a grown-ass man. Yep. It is. It, he is past the age of that being okay. Yep. He needs to go to therapy. He needs to get on medication. He needs to do a lot of work on himself. And he starts that by being sober. And like, great, good for you. That is laudable. But that doesn't change his behavior nope. other than the fact that he stops drinking. Oh, yeah, because stopping drinking actually doesn't change your behavior. And it is shocking. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, no. Still oh, dead. no, I still need to do work on myself. Yeah. Meh, we'll see. Meh. Ugh. Anyway, that was that book. Well, we're done. That was that book. Freak. F Word Book Two by E. Davies. We dated for a hot second five years ago. Five years ago, Zeph met River. The timing couldn't have been worse. An orphan with something to prove and the ghosts of his past breathing down his neck, Zeph took the offer from a pro MMA gym to live and train in the Midwest. River let him go easily. If it was a convenient excuse to escape emotional intimacy, neither of them had to admit it. Until now. Drag queen and makeup artist River isn't easily phased, but meeting Zeph on his home turf throws him for a loop. Something about Zeph still gets under his skin. And River's next job, a drag show in LA and Vegas, will require a security guy to look after the performers. Who better than a tattooed mixed martial artist who still gives him smoldering looks? It doesn't take long for them to fall together. They're opposite as can be, but dating for ten days wasn't long enough the first time around. Another ten days could get it out of their systems. But are they fighting for or with each other? It's easy to get hard. It's hard to be easy. (laughs) I like that. It's clever. It really says that? Yep, I love it. Oh my god. Vulnerability is off the table until the table turns. How long do you have to have known a guy to put your life into his hands? Freak is a standalone gay romance novel with a happily ever after ending. So, Claire. Uh Uh-huh. That's what the book says it's it's about. Yes. What's it actually about? That's pretty close. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot in there. It does well. Tell me. Tell me everything. Oh, my God. So, there is a man named River who's... I don't know. He's kind of one of the organizers of a drag show. Like, when yeah. it's, like technically, he's not one of the producers, and he's not one of the higher-ups, but he's done a lot of organization. But he seems to be kind of the only one with his shit together. Right. <laughs> and he is one of the performers. Yes. Um, and it seems to be a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just hanging out at the bar one night, and he turns and looks, and there is a man he dated for a week, five years ago, hanging out over there. And he's like... That man is still fucking hot. Zeph North. Zeph North. Which we come to discover later isn't his real name. Quelle surprise. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody named their kid Zeph North? What? <laughs> anyway. So River goes up to Zeph and is like, sup. And Zeph's like, sup. And they're like, oh, we're fucking later. <laughs> yeah. This has worked out great. And they're both in their heads at the same time thinking... I shouldn't fucking ex, but meh, it was only a week. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, I shouldn't fucking ex, but he's not really an ex. Yeah, they sort kept of... bothering me when they, yeah. they kept saying ex. Like, but they just like exes. hung out for a couple weeks. Yeah. And it wasn't serious. They didn't put labels on it. No, it just seemed like a fun time. And then it's because they both have intimacy issues. And Zeph is right. Zeph is an MMA fighter. And yep. he's like, oh, I got a gym, which means a job. Yeah. And so I'm going to go to that in the Midwest. And River's like, okay. Bye. 
Bye. Nobody was sad. No. No. And they were just like happy, surprised to see each other. Yeah. Um, and then River needs a bodyguard or like a security guy. Mm-hmm. And this seemed completely reasonable yeah. and real. Yes. Um, that the bar needs to protect the bar with their security people. Mm-hmm. But those security people aren't necessarily responsible for the performers and mm-hmm. don't know how to protect mm-hmm. them. So they have their own security person. Right. And it's this book is really good about like oh yeah the performers like flirt with the audience and you tip drag queens as they're performing and sometimes the audience members feel that that entitles them to like you do with strippers just like put money about their person and you know it's up to the performer whether or not they're comfortable with that so they like the book references a situation that happened like at that performance where someone got a little too handsy with River and he was kind of like, ooh. So it's like, it's, it's like, there's, there, they want someone who's there so that the performer can just like signal when they need someone to intervene for them. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Yeah. And like, sorry, I know that you're talking, but there's a part where River's like, okay. So, if I do these three shows, and then I have we have that show in Vegas, and then I have that new job starting, so I should be able to cover rent. I can usually get a free drink when I float at the bar. And, like, he has to manage money and, like, think about that. And that was very real. Oh, my God. And I, and- <laughs> I'm like fucking Nicholas, who's just like, whatever. I'm just going to half-ass my makeup and just, like, sing and be fine and not worry right, about but it. But also, Zeph ha- also had to worry about money. Yeah, like, he did. I get I get paid so much to do this. Like, this is this is my job. But also, uh, I should do personal training stuff. Yeah, because I'm kind of getting old to be an right. MMA fighter. And, like, I, I need to, like, have more money to, you know, to sustain mm-hmm. that. But he's not, like, a nobody M- MMA. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. up enough that he gets a regular paycheck. Yeah. And that he does, and he has a nice car, right? And he doesn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But it is on the edge. Yeah, if he loses too many fights in a row, like he's done. Yeah, yeah. And so, and he is thinking about like, well, can I be a trainer? Can I be somebody? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I should be like a yeah, coach. Yeah, and like he's thinking, I need to. And he is training people. Like he does have like younger proteges who yeah, do yeah, pay yeah. him to, yeah, to but train he, them. But he's thinking about like, okay, I should be retiring from this soon, but. I need to do so well, otherwise nobody's going to hire me. Yep. Like stakes are high, yep. and people are worried about money. Unlike, despite the fact that Fred worked two part giant time jobs and could pay rent, and then Nicholas didn't have to. Anyway, we're not talking about anyway. that book. I'm sorry. But also, I mean, I think what we're saying is like uh, the performance aspect and. Like, and that was really interesting in this book, too. Mm -hmm. So, Zeph is an MMA fighter, Mm -hmm. and River is a drag performer. Mm -hmm. Um, What I appreciated about that was they both recognized the performance aspects of what they did. Yes. And that both of them, in a way, like, they're at the, they're doing really well in what they're doing, but it's still hard. Yeah. And that they're both doing it for an audience that's paying. What they're doing is a little bit about their bodies, Mm-hmm. And so they have to work on their bodies, but also like it's very much about what they're projecting about their bodies. So they understand that about each other. I really respected that. Mm-hmm. And I also what I 
also liked was like the camaraderie of performers backstage in both sides yeah like, it wasn't just yeah, yeah, like yeah. The mma like they're about to fight each other but they they love each other mm-hmm. and they were just as bitchy to each other backstage they were as the drag performers. yes were. yes that was great it was really great it was really delightful also some of these drag queens had amazing names uh-huh there was uh candy came jizzy bell Fanny Delight. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, in Painted Faces, there were two drag queens in that whole book. Yeah. And one of them was Vivica Blue. She had blue eyes. I forget what the other one was called. Right. And also, like, the makeup stuff. They were all doing their own makeup. They were all doing their makeup. that's what you do. But then, like... But River was the best at it, so he would help out. He would help out. Like, oh, she always needed help with her lashes. She was still learning. Stuff like that. Yeah, I, yeah. And I do want to say, very specifically, that this book also delved a lot into gender mm-hmm. in a really interesting way. Yeah. Uh, River's pronouns are he, he, he they, them. He, him, they, them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when he's in drag, he still pre- he prefers they, them. Mm-hmm. Like, that he feels he's male in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But, like, that also, like, gender is fluid for mm-hmm. him. And that's important mm-hmm. to him. It's not just a secondary thing. It's important. Mm-hmm. And I really... And then I also appreciated that Zev needed that explained to him. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't necessarily clear, but that Zev was open. He wasn't, like... He was curious. Mm-hmm. He was also a little bit wrong mm-hmm. about some things. River did have to correct him. But also it was an open conversation mm-hmm. where it was okay to be wrong. And Zev didn't say anything hurtful to River yeah, or assume things. River explained it and Zev's like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah. And like, and it also talked about, um, cause, because they have to hire Zeph to like be security. It's obvious that they're constantly thinking about their own safety. Um, there are some some of the performers in this drag group are like when they're not on stage, they live as boys. River specifically, like he'll wear like men's jeans and Converse, but then like a flouncy blouse, blouse and like makeup. Like he just kind of does whatever. Dresser. But then yeah, but then some of some of the the queens live or dress present as women when they aren't performing they're called like the quote the full-time girls and it's like oh like it's one thing for me to have to go through this when i present as male but like what's going to happen with the girls who are you know full-time girls and like their safety's even more of an issue and it felt like real like this writer knew what he was talking about also i um was curious in his bio he's he like his little like author picture um he has his short little curly hair and his glasses and like a bold lip and i'm like yeah <laughs> yes. yeah yeah so i really respect the hell out of that i also mm-hmm. i also liked uh river uh, when they get back from vegas gets uh it goes goes to a job where it's, it's like at a mac store or something yeah yeah, yeah. and I assumed Mac. <laughs> I didn't quite say, but yeah. Yeah, it's it um and loves it. He loves that job. Yeah. And he has a great time at it. And he's done the job like that before, mm-hmm. so he's good at and it. I'm sure we're gonna get into it more, but his boss is great. Yes. When like shit hits the fan. He, it's like his first or second day. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into it more, but shit hits the fan and his boss is like, Okay, we've had a similar situation before. This is what we're doing. Let me know what you need keep me posted i want you to feel safe 
all that good stuff. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah. No, see? Oh. So, um, really quick, uh, River and Zeph, like, start up a relationship almost mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. And, like, at first it's, like, kind of one night standy. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Well, they decide, they're like, okay, we both just want to fuck. Let's just fuck. And they're both good at it. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> they love fucking each other so much. Do. And, oh, 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 my God. That's, <laughs> that was the thing I wanted to bring up. So, on the way to Vegas. The roadhead? The roadhead. Oh, my God. River gives a roadhead. And, uh-huh. but it was my favorite thing because he says, I need my road protein. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I hated it. Also, the whole time... The whole time I was like, this is unsafe. But they were like... R- River River was smart about it. He's like, oh, we're on like a flat stretch of road, no curves for miles, whatever. Now's the time to, you know... Just, oh, right. oh, and oh, was oh, also oh. checking in. It was like... I'd like to give you Roadhead. Do you feel safe to drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zeph's like, oh, I can totes do that. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. And then doesn't Zeph, after he, after River gets Zeph off, doesn't Zeph, like, jerk him off while oh, he's yeah. still driving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I was, like, trying to imagine just, like, River sort of, like, splayed out with his legs. His legs were hanging out, out the, the window. window. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no clothes on. Or, like... You know, dick out all that stuff, and then Zeph like, like his heels were so on. Yeah. <laughs> glittery heels. I'm sure it was Converse, really, but all the glittery heels, heels like... in the desert sun. Yes. yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. But of course, me being me, I was like, I would never do that. That's so unsafe. But then it's like, yeah, it's just a fun image, sure, whatever. Yeah. No, it was super fun, and they get to Vegas. And they have a great time mm-hmm. for most of it mm-hmm. until Zev sees the man who uh, molested him when he was a child. Yes. And Zev shuts down. It wasn't... It, mm, it might have been a man who looked it, just like no, him. No, it was... Wasn't it the his foster dad, and it was his his foster dad's brother who molested him? No, it was a preacher at a church. Right, but I think it was his also, foster dad's... Yeah. Also, the, I think... There so was, I think he saw the dad and not the actual... I don't know. I don't know. No, I think it was... uh, No, I think it was the priest. Not the priest, but, like, the pastor. Okay. I don't... Uh. There was molestation. Right. And there was... I think, well, because he was... It was foster home stuff, but then it was also church. Like, it was both those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he saw the pastor because the two brothers went to jail. Because they talked about that later, because he was so freaked out about it, and River was like... You know, we can just check in the penal system to see if they're on parole. Yeah. And he's like, I, I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that. And River's like, I'm with you. And he looked and he's like, oh, they're still in jail. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was the pastor. Okay. okay. So I'm I, could, I could be really wrong. Um, so, but what importantly, it took, you know, hits off the memory of him being abused and then um, he and River can't connect because he's so like messed mm-hmm. up and the head but also um river and one of the other girls got hassled at the bar mm-hmm. and then he started getting the stalker notes yep and actually reading this book i'm like okay they've met up again we know what sort of drag group they are okay they get to vegas they're like fucking every chance they get great 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 and right when i was like 
okay, but what's going to happen? That's when he started getting the stalker notes. I'm like, great. You yep. know what you're doing, E. Davies. Like, yeah. as soon as I was ready for something to start happening, something started happening. Something started happening. It was happening. great. Um, and often in these books, like, b- both of these books had stalkers. But often in these types of books, whatever the stalker situation is feels utterly unrealistic. Mm-hmm. This one felt really real. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the secret theme was stalkers and... Uh, childhood sex yes. sexual abuse um, but also I felt the childhood sexual abuse oh, didn't, a sad face. didn't create their homosexuality or whatever in this book right it was just a thing that existed mm-hmm. that they were trying was, to work through it was a trauma it's that a happens. part of the world yeah 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 not a part anyway right so because <laughs> it was Zeph was the one who was sexually molested uh yes i, I also as opposed got, to river who does drag right right well and i also felt like river had experience and like understood yeah like, yeah so it was like he wasn't on like there was he was it wasn't like he had been like uh more than bullied uh, yeah, growing yeah, yeah. up, but also I felt like there was maybe a hint of some sexual abuse, mm, mm. but also like it wasn't that he had worked through it. It was, just, and it wasn't like oh, it's common for everybody. It's like no, it's it's common for like a large number of people in the population of people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not 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 sex workers, not not just like MMA fighters, not gay men. It's just everybody. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Uh, at least that's how I felt like it was presented. Sure. Um, but what it brings out in Zev is a feeling because Ze- uh, a former friend of Zev's, well, a friend of Zev's had also had a stalker, couldn't have been protected, and died. Yes. And so Zev was like overprotect, which I was a little iffy on that particular thing. Right. Yeah. He was like every some terrible things happen to everyone that I love. And then that guy dies. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who gets close to me dies. But and we're like, oh, Zeph, you're overreacting. And then he goes to fight a guy, and the guy dies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> Ooh, well, over, over, I was wrong. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Zeph, you were correct. <laughs> but also, that was like, that felt really real. Because you're an MMA fighter, and sometimes shit happens. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't his fault the guy died. No, 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 no. He he did feel guilty, and he is correct that he should have recognized. He did recognize that that guy was in medical danger, mm-hmm. but he's also a performer. Yeah, and they were performing. Yeah, did we? I don't remember. Do we find out what killed? No, nope. uh, no, we don't. Rhino is his name. I don't think we do. Oh, okay, I thought it was going to be related to the stalker. I I kind but of also it, oddly thought it was to no, but, but he was feeling sick out. before. Okay, I think and and they also talked about so it's how just a weird thing that happened. He had been doing poorly in fights in general, okay. so I think it was like something ongoing, okay. and they just didn't know about. And they just it was a medical issue that just wasn't addressed, right? Okay, and like there was sort of an idea that um, his trainer and the people who were taking care of him were terrible. Mm, okay. Um, and so Zev felt bad because he recognized that this his friend was in medical danger, mm-hmm. but he gave him a punch to the kidneys anyway. Yeah. And then he died. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought it was going to turn out that, like, the stalker had tried to poison Zeph, but had accidentally poisoned Rhino. Yeah. But then it turned out to not no, be related. So, no. so um... 
So he and River are, like, going back and forth because every time they get super, super close, Zeph pulls the fuck away fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah. River River doesn't want to put up with it, but also he's in love with him. But he also has intimacy issues. Right. So, yeah. so like, but his own intimacy issues mean that he's not going to probe this. Yes. So he's like, so where some people would say like, okay, so you're pulling away right now. Maybe we need to talk about it. River's like, I'm not fucking putting up with this bullshit. Yeah. I'm walking the fuck out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. River kind of shuts down as soon as things get difficult. Yeah. And in romantic things, everything else, he's like, I got to make it work. But like in this realm, he's like, uh, uh, uh. right. Which also it felt very realistic. Yeah. 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 Uh, in some ways more realistic than Zeph's. Um, yeah. but I appreciate the hell out of it. Um, and the stalker stuff. So at one point the stalker finds River in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pick up the stalker in Vegas. He, right. River picks up the stalker. The stalker starts stalking River in Vegas. Right. And then follows him back to LA. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, there's a point where they were like, oh, it's our last show in Vegas. And then there was still half of the book left. And it's like, oh, I thought the whole book was just going to be them in Vegas. I know, I know. But there's half of the book left. I'm like, so what's going to happen? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, so the stalker breaks into River's home mm-hmm. and uh, River fights. Mm-hmm. And usually what happens in these books is that's when the love interest will come and save the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, or and that's not what happened in this. I appreciate the hell out of this. Yeah, well, the the guy I mean, he sh- saves him, but like Well, no, cuz the guy the guy showed up at his apartment and it mm-hmm. turns out to have been the guy who harassed him at the bar in Vegas. Right. The guy shows up at his apartment and Rivers able to like get him out of the apartment. Uh-huh. He he doesn't actually get in. He's able to like close the door. Right. And River unlike a lot of the So in a lot of the books that we read the character who is unsafe is usually the woman who's like being stalked or whatever so unlike the other characters in other books that he's read river tells his friends river tells the police yeah. river tells people when he feels unsafe because he knows that he has a support system and at this point river and zeph have had a falling out and zeph hears about it and it's just like wow i like I can't rush over there and be like, I'm here to comfort you because that's not where we are right now because of this falling out that we've had. But I still want to help. I can teach him self-defense. I can offer to teach him self-defense. And he approaches River and is like, I heard what happened. I'm really sorry. If you want, I can teach you some self-defense. And River's like, no, I don't. No, that's actually a really good idea. Thank you. Right. And of course, that's what brings it back together. Right. So then when the guy comes back to the apartment, River is able to fend him up fend him off long enough until Zeph shows up and they take care of it together. Yep. yep. Oh, it was great. It was. Oh. It was really good. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. and honestly, like, uh, the police were semi-useless. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Well, the Vegas cops were... The LA cops were a little bit better. Right. Because there was, like, a break and entry or breaking and entry. That right. Like, and, and physical assault that actually happened. Yeah. So like, and this was a situation where um, uh, River had just started the job at the Mac store. The book doesn't say Mac store. Um, and he had a bit of an issue and he has to, like... Because the guy shows up at the store, doesn't he? Uh, we don't actually see him show up at the store. Uh, he leaves a note. That's like, right. Under one of the displays. And and the the, the boss, boss is like, hey, what's going on? And River's like, 
I got a stalker. This guy's talking, like, it's really, uh, and then the boss is like, okay, well, every time you leave, mall security will go with you. We've had to deal with stuff like this before, because, of course, most of the, most of their employees are very attractive women. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we've had to deal with this before. Let us know when you get in. Mall security can meet you at your car to walk you in when you start your shift. Like, Steph's like, I'm actually worried about everybody here. She's like, great, we'll just make sure that uh, you guys all leave together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the boss, and she's like, you've talked to the police. Great. Just keep me posted. We got to do what we got to. And it was like his second day. And this boss was like doing all the right shit. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it was great. Um, Yeah, so uh, Zeph and... um, uh, Zeph and Ripper get back together after the self-defense stuff, and they're together for a while, mm-hmm. to the point where River's co- going to, like, practices, and they are a good couple. They are. And they talk, they think about it, and then mm-hmm. Zeph freaks out, mm-hmm. because he accidentally kills his friend, and he doesn't kill his friend, that was mean. Um... <laughs> Because his friend dies in the ring. Mm-hmm. And then... And he feels responsible for it. And he feels responsible for it. he has a bunch it. of demons to deal with. He has with. a bunch of demons. He pushes River away. River's like, okay, well then fuck off. R- what I loved, River goes to his friends and his friends are like... The friends are the first book. Right. The friends yeah. are obviously the first book. And one friend one is like... One of them is trans. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say it in this book, but in the previous book, one of them is... It's it's a gay couple and one of them is a trans man. Um, sounds great. So, one of them has green hair. I kind of want to read the book. <laughs> uh, so one of the friends is like... Yeah, run away. Get the, get away from that guy. And the other one's like, no, you obviously love him. And you need to maybe give him one more chance. Right. Because this terrible thing just happened to mm-hmm. him. You need to be honest with him. Yes. You need it's to like, say, you need to give you him a chance, but you also feelings. need to set boundaries. And you then the other explain. one's like, okay, yeah, maybe do that thing. But also, <laughs> if he pulls this bullshit again, just leave. And then the other one's like, oh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is a really good talk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Helpful friends. <laughs> ah. And that's what River does. River's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Goes back to Zeph. Is like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? And Zeph's like, this stuff. And River's like, not my fault. You get that, right? <laughs> but also, all those deaths aren't your fault. And all of Zeph's friends are like, what the fuck is your problem, man? <laughs> People die. People die. It it's sucks. unfortunate. It's not your fault. And he's like, oh, oh, I do need to get my shit together. The one thing that I didn't like is that it's like, oh, he wasn't, he, he, it was something like, I forget the exact wording, but it was basically like, well, he wasn't quite where he needed therapy. I'm like, no, you obviously need therapy. Everyone needs therapy. Right. It's so, fine. But then, but then he goes to like, visit all the places like the foster homes where he stayed and mm-hmm. I think he goes to the church or whatever. At one point he goes to my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> I read that. I remember I know. That. He I said, that. Well, okay. First of all, it says that he lives in LA and then he drove 40 minutes and got to Riverside. I'm like, no, you don't live in LA if it only took you 40 minutes. But I was like, oh, and then he went to Riverside. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for it to be like, oh, and then I walked, I, you know, drove down this street where this thing was and for me to like relit, but now he was on Riverside for like a paragraph and then he moved on and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I guess. 
Whatever. Whatever. We need to read one, a book that takes place in my crappy hometown. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should know hometown romances. Yeah, like our hometown. Yes. Okay, all right. We Let's see find if we that. can figure we that out. That. Anyway. I, I doubt there's a queer one about Riverside, so that might have to be the straight one. Is there even a straight one about Albuquerque? <laughs> I don't know. People are obsessed with New Mexico in a lot of media. Like, how many musicals do we know where they sing about going to fucking Santa Fe? It's too many. Too many. There's gonna be oh, there's a plenty of turquoise romances that take place turquoise in Turquoise romance <laughs> <laughs> The cowboy and the turquoise jewelry saleswoman. Get your hammered down silver and your fake Navajo lady and romance away. If you if you cook for that episode, I'm all on board. Oh yeah, no. That's oh, your your stuff so puppy. Oh god, yes. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, heartburn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so something else that I really enjoyed about this book, and I think it's um, sort of changing my views on a lot of the tropes. So. I, you know, like, we hate the jealous guy who's like, I can't even imagine another person touching my woman. Whatever. But it's romantic or whatever. There's one point where um, they're they're out, and it's like when they've just discovered the stalker, and Zeph says something along the line. I think I wrote it down. Um, blah, blah, blah. No. Oh, if some asshole wanted to get his hands on River and River didn't like it, I was willing to break his hands a finger at a time or whatever, some threat. But like it very specifically, like if some guy's getting handsy with River and River doesn't like it, mm-hmm. it's not about how Zeph feels about the situation. It's about how River feels about the situation. And like that tiny thing made in my mind made it okay that's like yeah yeah be jealous that's fine be you know don't be possessive there's a difference yeah and for him that's like oh i don't want some guy getting handsy with this guy that i'm into if he doesn't like it i'm like great yeah Yeah. there was also a point like river's talking about some of his past trauma Mm -hmm. and zeph's like i would kill them and like he's really angry about it and and river takes like a beat and just kind of lets that pass and then keeps talking. And Zeph assesses it later mm-hmm. in the book and is like, you know, it was about me. I've been hurt like that. And I want to hurt the people who hurt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what that moment was about. I love River and I want him to never be hurt by other people. But that moment was about me. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was so good. It, it was, was like, oh, oh, brava, 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 brava. E. Davies, brava. Um, they get together. Like obviously, the sex was amazing. The sex was really I mean, good. Uh, if you want a book of pages and pages and pages of actual dirty talk, yeah, actual dirty yeah. talk that was full of consent, was mm-hmm. like, do you like it? I'm both asking you in a dirty way and in a consent way. Yeah. <laughs> 
Claire's face was very serious when I'm she just to be did. an MMA fighter. I'm an MMA this. fighter, but I also appreciate consent. And River's like, fuck me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, and he's like, and then I took like, and then I took his, his legs and I pushed his knees to his ears. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And he's like, and I appreciated the fact that he was flexible. <laughs> I was like, everybody did. Everybody, yeah, everybody's <laughs> on board. And he's like, and I started slowly. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then I went hard fast. And River was like, do me, baby. And I'm like, me. good, gotcha. Yeah. And they're, like, and they're like teasing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, stop teasing me. He's like, I am not going to stop I'm teasing not- you. And that was like, this is, and then there this was sex one- is going to go on for 10 more pages. Yeah. And then there was one point where they were like, super hot for each other. It's like, no teasing this time. We're just going to do it. And the other person was like, yes. <laughs> and they just fucking did it. Yeah. It was great. There was this book was also good at addressing. So it begins with the very first scene is River with one of his friends, who was one of the characters from the previous book, and River being like, "Ah, oh, I'm probably gonna be alone forever because I'm sick of this mask for mask bullshit." It's like yes, yes, and Zeph is obviously like mask, um, but River's like, "Oh, but he's like, he doesn't care that I'm like." super femme so great and it's like yeah and it wasn't it was an issue and that it was like something that river had experienced but it was never an issue between the two of them yeah I'm like this is great i was hoping for a sex scene where one of them was in lingerie especially there was the point where river convinced zeph to do his makeup mm-hmm. so it's like oh let's like zeph is exploring his feminine side a little bit more i was really hoping for a sex scene with a guy in lingerie just because, the, the, like, this the, this theme is perfect for that, yeah. and we haven't seen it. And it's it's interesting, because it's just like, ah, gender, fuck it. Just, like, wear what makes you feel hot. You know? Like, this is a situation where wear what makes you feel comfortable is appropriate. Not at somebody's <laughs> wedding. Also, <laughs> fancy casual, actually. Yeah! <laughs> that's, that's, that's River's whole aesthetic! <laughs> Good. Good. Oh. Sorry. I t- we take it back, lady, who who put that out on her uh, wedding thing. You wanted us in drag. Yes! <laughs> yes! Sorry. Okay. Everybody, you're throwing a wedding, and you want people to show up in drag? Fancy casual. Fancy casual. <laughs> Glitz and glam. Lots of drag. Oh. Anyway. Mm. Anyway. So, um, I think we should wrap this up, but... Uh, yeah, that was that book. It was lovely. That, it was lovely. All right. All right, all right. Should we fuck me or kill some folk? Yes, please. Some characters. 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 Uh, would you like to go first? Or you go first. first. Okay. I have um, a real one and a funny one. Which one do you want? Oh, funny one. Okay. Claire. Uh-huh. Fuck Mary kill. Dublin. Uh-huh. Edinburgh. Ooh. Or Vegas. Ah! I'm killing Vegas. Yeah. Um... And I'm marrying Dublin. Okay. And I'm fucking Edinburgh. Okay. Oh, this was very hard, though. I know. Like, I feel like Vegas would be a really good fuck. But, like... Uh, but you need a, some antibiotics. But, like, after. a crazy fuck. Yo! You know? <laughs> like, it would be... 
It would be fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, it'd be dry it, it would be, and hot. But it would be like memorable and fun. And I don't horrific. think it would be memorable. And then you'd get sleepy. You'd have gaps And then there in would be memory. like French fries. And then it would be fun again. And then it would be terrible. <laughs> it would be like a lot would be happening. You'd experience the whole gamut of human emotions yeah, I mean, in one would, long weekend. There would be way more dildos that I planned on. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd be okay with it at first. Yeah. And then like, oh, tired. And then sore. And then a little over it. It'd be very very loud <laughs> good whereas i feel like um a a dublin fuck i don't know like i feel like an edinburgh fuck would also be good would do me in scottish treat me nice but also rough yeah but also doesn't want to commit to me Mm. I don't know why Edinburgh doesn't want to commit to me, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. Dublin, for some reason, wants to commit to me Mm -hmm. and has baked goods. (laughs) None of this is true. (laughs) I'm just saying this feels correct. (laughs) Sure. Although, Edinburgh, I don't know. This is very difficult. It's... It's hard. Yeah. But I'm going with my first instinct. Okay. I'm going with what I said. Okay. And you? I'm going to kill Vegas. Okay. I'm going to fuck Dublin. Oh. And I'm going to marry Edinburgh. Wow. I feel like a Dublin fuck is, like, you're really drunk. And, like, it's the fine line before whiskey dick happens. And then, you know, like, maybe it does. And you, like, figure something else out. I don't know. It's fine. And then there are baked goods. Oh, there's soda bread after. Mmm. Mm. I don't know. I just love Edinburgh. I mean, I feel like Edinburgh is definitely if you want to marry a castle. Which I do. Yeah, that makes sense. And, oh, the castle, the castle in the middle of the city is underlit, just like everything in Edinburgh is. All the gothic architecture is underlit. So at night, it looks like the castle is floating in the middle of the city, and I love it. Ah, so cute. Yes. And then you can get scotch eggs and... That sounds great. Oh, so good. Ugh. Do you want me to do my real one too? Uh, yeah. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Um. Nicholas. Aaron, or the stalker from Vegas. Oh. oh. So all of the abusive men. Oh Jesus. Ah. Okay. Well. Out of these. I'm going to say I'm going to kill the stalker from Vegas because mm-hmm. he was genuinely horrifying. Garbage. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to fuck Aaron because as horrifically scary as he was, again, one night crazy fuck. Yeah. We'll figure I, it out. I get the impression it'd just be very bland. Oh, yeah. It's so fine. You're just like, you just have to lie there, wait for him to finish, and then you can move on with yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I have to marry Nicholas, if only because at least he changed a little. Yeah. Had thoughts. Was <laughs> I don't want to be with him for the rest of my life by no. any stretch of the imagination, but I don't want to be with Aaron. Right. I would do the exact same. And then also, being married to Nicholas, I would be introduced to um, Cabaret, the Cabaret circuit. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I'll say he comes from money, so like yeah. I can be a part-time baker and still be fine. His friends were great. Yeah! His friends were great. His friends were great. Yeah. And took too much care of him. Too much care of him. 
All right. Okay. Neil, I've yes. only got the one. Sorry. Okay. I, um, no, I'm sorry. It is MMA fighters. Uh-huh. Drag performers. Uh-huh. Bar owners. Oh, no. Uh, oh, this is hard. I feel like there's good points all around. I know. For me, the Mary is easy. Uh, so I'm going to marry bar owners. Okay. Um, because uh, I feel like, I mean, it depends on the bar, but like you have to have a certain level of like groundedness to be able to successfully run a business. Also, I love bars. So I could just like go in and drink for free. Well, and, and there was a great moment where uh, they've gone into a bar to double check to make sure the booking is worked out mm-hmm. and get it all set up for, for the thing, for the show that they're doing. And oh, River yeah, yeah, yeah. looks over the bar to see how clean it is mm-hmm. because he gets a sense of what kind of bar they're going to be performing in based on how clean it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. And was that the same time that the, the, bartender was like oh no sorry we're double booked yep and they had to bring in the owner and the owner was like i'm sorry you double booked your nephew's band on a night when i had fuck off your nephew can perform whenever these girls like traveled a long way to get here yeah fuck off so yeah he was great um and there's so many like good bars that i just like and just to you know like not that i'm this sort of person to be like oh well my husband does this and this but it's like oh yeah my husband's the owner of blank bar this is like really exciting and fun to say and okay and then like i wanna fuck mma fighters and drag queens (laughs) for different reasons fair you know fair oh you know what this one time (gasps) We're going to leave it there. Oh, you're so generous. You get to fuck both MMA fighters oh. and drag queens. Okay, how about how about this? This is what I'll do. I'll fuck drag queens and I'll kill MMA fighters, but I'm not going to kill them. I'm just going to fuck them. And then sadly, the brutality of what they do is going to kill them. Okay. That's, that sounds terrific. But... I'll kill them with complacency. <laughs> By not Isn't stopping. What we all do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's the same with football. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. We're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, you offered me an olive branch and I just made it worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, it's fair. All right. See, and like, I don't, I don't want to marry a drag performer. I mean, there's some definitely, but just like. I bet that sex is amazing. Yeah. Um, and the characters? Characters? Of all the characters, I would uh, fuck River. Yes! Oh, God. He is real good at what he does. Yes! Oh, my God. Oh, so sexy. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, tender at the right moments. Mm-hmm. Not tender at the right mm-hmm. moments. Knows what he wants. Is able to give as good as he gets. Yeah. And I think a that... A good performer, a good producer, uh, good at makeup, good worker. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like he, we're both, like, chill enough. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we fucked and it was really great. And, like, we don't need to do it again, but we're going to be friends. Yeah. And I'm going to go support his art. He's yeah. going to support my art. I feel really good about that. I'm going to marry Zeph. Uh-huh. 
He was great. Yeah. He was so great. And he's into femme guys. So, hey. Hi. Um, and, like, he was smart and he was open to, like, I don't know everything. And, oh, I didn't know this about, you know, like, gender expression. And, sure, I have grown as a person. And I... I I want to protect the man I love, so I'm going to teach him how to protect himself. Thank you. How many how many problems in these books that we've read would have been solved if those women had just taken self defense classes? I think about the president's daughter all the time. Yeah, surely she would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Surely that's part of becoming a family member of the White House. Like, surely they teach you self-defense. Like, basic self-defense. I don't know what goes on, but that would have been an easy thing to happen in that book. Yeah, anyway. Okay. And then I'm going to kill Nicholas. Yeah. And then I'm going to assume his identity. (laughs) Because I kind of want to live that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be a drag cabaret performer with my little flat in Dublin and live across the hall from these two women that hate each other but seem kind of fun to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, Know a great bar owner who just throws karaoke anywhere he is. Oh, that's right. Oh, they did strip karaoke, too. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also did, like, seduction karaoke where... That's what it was. That's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was great. It was all great. It was great. great. It was great. I agree with all the things you're saying. Thank you. Um, I think, like, for myself, honestly, I'm going to... I'm going to have sex with Anne or Annie. Sure. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. She seemed interesting. She did throw up a little bit. She got a little too drunk. She was mm-hmm. a little judgy at the top, but then she learned better. I'm all right with yeah, that. Yeah, she seemed... She seemed like... She just knew how to let her hair down. Honestly, all of her friends, uh, all of Fred's friends grew faster than Fred did. Yes. Even though they weren't part of the main storyline. No. <laughs> anyway. I also really liked uh, Harry. He and, was great. And the books? I would... I'm, I'm fucking uh, the freak. Because it's great. It was, it was so much fun. Uh, River felt like an actual drag performer. Zeph felt like an actual MMA fighter. Like, I feel like I learned things about MMA that I didn't know before. Yeah. Like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, like, it just, it felt so realistic. And consent was important. And people understood, like, people knew their feelings, but then were fighting against them, as opposed to, like... Why am I... Why do I feel hot whenever this person walks into the room? It's like, oh, we fuck real good. Oh, shit, I'm in love with him, aren't I? God damn it, now I have to deal with that. Yep. And and they were both working on themselves as people. Oh, it was great. Um, I'm gonna... I'm gonna kill painted faces. Please do not feel bad about that. (sighs) Uh, Please do not feel bad about that. I just... Nobody nobody comes off well in that book. I know. But just, like, on paper, a drag performer in Dublin who ends up at the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh. Like, I want it! Yeah. I want it so bad, but it was not good. It was interminable. The only reason you can feel bad is for that one moment with the Italian lady. Yes. Yeah. We'll cut that part out. Uh-huh. And we'll save it in our hearts. And we'll save and it. We'll burn this book. <laughs> we'll no, save we won't. It. I don't burn books, but... We'll save it in our hearts for every time, like, the the pretty woman comes in and is, like, a bitch. And then we can be like, yeah, but Dorotea overcame. She did. She did. She realized it wasn't about 
Fred, it was about her relationship with Nicholas and how much of an asshole he is. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you, you, the book's for you. I'm also going to fuck Freak. Yeah. Uh, again. like It's going to be real good, too. Genuinely recommend oh. this book. Yeah. Like, genuinely recommend it. Please go out and read this book. It was so much fun. It was delightful. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I kind I also feel like reading the first book. Yeah. And I will say with both of these books, I was curious and a little trepidatious about like, okay, a drag performance is includes music and like, how are you going to handle that in a book? And I feel they both did well. Like, I could see the performances in both of these books. Yep. And I appreciated that. Yeah. No, we agree. Neil. Yes. What are we reading next time? Well, it's time for our favorite game. Christine Guess! Okay. This will probably be pretty easy to guess. But we're going to do it anyway. Okay. Oh, oh, I don't... Yeah. I'm so looking forward to this. Do it. Tell me. Tell me. Okay. So the first book is Dinner and Dessert by Kay Kretz. And the second book is Tasting His Omega. (laughs) By Lorelai M. Hart and Ophelia Hart. Great British Bake Off. (gasps) I mean, it's really close. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be great. specifically great british fan. there there has to be erotic fan fiction for that right please oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> listeners if you have discovered great british bake-off erotic fan fiction let us know Ooh, i don't know if i actually want to read it i just <laughs> no. want to know that it exists i want to know the titles and i don't want to actually read it i want to know what fake name they come up for paul hollywood oh no oh. we're just gonna call him paul hollywood <laughs> <laughs> fan fiction. His real name. It's fan fiction. Yeah. It's yeah, Paul yeah. Hollywood. Right. Okay. So, no, but you're very, very close. It's like chef, pastry chef. It's it's chefs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I did cheat a little bit. Um, so the full titles are um, Dinner and Dessert by Kay Kratz. That's the full thing. The other book is... Oh, boy. Tasting His Omega, colon, a Mapleville celebrity chef novel, colon, MM non-shifter alpha omega mpreg, parentheses, Mapleville Omega book four. Close parentheses. I'm sorry, Maple? Mapleville. Maple, okay. By Lorelai M. Hart, no E, and Ophelia Hart with an E. So, hey, guess what, kids? We're doing mpreg. Mpreg! And we're doing oh alphas gosh. and omegas, and it's going to be nuts. It's non-shifter. Non-shifter, non-shifter. alpha omega. <gasps> I don't know a lot about this, so we're gonna. I'm gonna do some research. I'll have a, a like a. We gotta have a whole thing. It's yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. Thing. Not an FAQ, but like a little tutorial about the genre. But yeah, it's very specifically non-shifter alpha omega mpreg. Oh my god. I know. Let's make it happen. Yeah, so that's that's what's on deck for next. All right. Well then, Neil, I think there's only one thing left to do. To thank everyone? Thank everyone. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Neil. Thanks, Christine. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, listeners. Thank you very much, listeners. Thank you, authors. Of course, thank you, authors. And, uh... Don't forget, we have our live show on November 15th 
at Books Inc. in Laurel Heights in San Francisco. So if you're in the Bay Area, come on down and see us be idiots in real life instead of just in your phones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And of course, as always, keep fucking!